Welcome to ADHD Crash Course, the podcast for those of us who feel we have a lot to learn about ADHD. And that includes me. I've been at this for a while and I am still learning new things. My name is Danae Cannon and I'm your host. I'm an occupational therapist, a certified coach, a mom of more than one child with ADHD, and I have ADHD. So welcome to the podcast. We're in this together and let's jump in. Welcome to ADHD Crash Course. I have to warn you guys, I am reporting from a hotel room. I don't know how my sound is going to be because I'm doing this on my little AirPods, but I'm doing it because it's better to do it than not do it. I've missed some weeks because I haven't done it, so I'm doing it sloppily and moving on. This is an aside that has nothing to do with the topic today, but I'm in a hotel room by myself. Do you realize how amazing that is for a mom of four? It's just, I'm really loving my life right now. I'm on a band trip with my 17 year old and they don't need me right now. So I'm in my room talking to you. Anyhow, enough of that. On to the topic, which is how to prioritize. This is a subject that comes up all the time in coaching. And this is really tricky for ADHD brains for a couple reasons. First of all, this is one of the executive functioning skills. So this is going to be an area a lot of us struggle with just determining what's important, what needs to go where, the sequence of something, the urgency of something, and measuring our time. This is tricky. I did a podcast about managing our energy and how perfectionism can kind of enter into our decision making. Us wanting to make the perfect decision, getting kind of paused. This definitely impacts prioritizing, getting paused out on, oh, what goes where? What if I get it wrong? That difficulty of just starting because we want to make sure we start in the ideal way. So that can be a factor too for us a lot of times. So today I'm going to talk about one tool to use for prioritizing. This is not by any means the only tool, the end-all, be-all tool. It's just a good tool, especially for those that are visual and need something maybe that's a little more concrete, a system to look at how to prioritize. This is something that is helpful and it kind of helps build the skill of prioritizing just by breaking things down in kind of a systematic way. We're going to talk today about the Eisenhower matrix. Now, for those of you who are visual, I definitely am myself a highly visual learner. You might want to follow on the show notes. I have a link that has this little diagram of this quadrant that I'm going to describe to you. You may want to pull that up along with our discussion so you can reference that. So this little matrix is a way of assigning tasks, jobs, whatever, to a priority category and kind of a corresponding action. So picture our our Eisenhower square here, and it is split into four smaller squares. Across the top, we have things that are labeled as urgent, not urgent. And along that left side, we have things that are labeled as important, not important. So you have your top left square, it's going to be something that's urgent and important. And then to the right of that is a square that is going to be important, but not urgent. And then dropping down, we're going to have something that is urgent, but not important, and then is something that's not urgent and not important. So let's look at each one of these squares, each one of these categories, and say, what what would go here? What would go here? How do we deal with this? What do we do about it? What action do we usually take if something kind of falls in this category? So so the first one we're going to look at is things that are urgent and important. Urgency is going to be time-specific. And a lot of times with ADHD, what people are frustrated by is that they feel driven by emergencies that just show up in their 
their day. It's like they're driven by the urgency rather than just having a feeling of control and some kind of a pace to their day. They're reacting in their day, often because of urgency, rather than being intentional or enjoying that kind of flow of being intentional. So the things that are going to fall in this category are things that have to get done right now. They matter to you personally. They've got to get done right now. Maybe they have a consequence, a financial or a life consequence with them. They're going to be things that you're doing immediately. The things that fall in this category are often kind of clear to many of us. It's figuring out what to do with the other quadrants, right? So we maybe have a little more ease in what is urgent and important and aren't necessarily having to react all the time, but instead we plan for them. So let's look at the category right to the right of that, the box right to the right of that, of things that would be considered important to you, but not urgent. And this can be a tough category to figure out for a couple reasons. Oftentimes, something may not be important to us. Maybe we're doing something, have something on our list because we think we should. Uh, maybe it's an expectation for somebody else. But if we look a little bit deeper, it, it doesn't really necessarily need to be a priority for us. So that's one aspect of this. Another aspect, a big aspect of this, is that if it's not urgent, sometimes it's very hard to figure out when to do this thing. And so things that matter to you, but you don't have a deadline right away. How do you attack this? What do you do next with these things? And the suggestion here is that you plan them. You schedule them. I'm going to give you an example of something that just came up like last week. Clint uh, went upstairs. Our our house is set up that the, we have our master on the main and our four kids bedrooms are upstairs and they're old enough now that we, they do their own laundry they're they're pretty independent so we're not up there a lot in their little space and clint came down so annoyed he's like it's disgusting up there i don't know how they live up there it's just it's not right it's just you know he was appalled and to tell you the truth i, I really had probably not been up there that that week even and so he's like this is just disgusting we need to do something about that, meaning that we need to hold them accountable for cleaning up their space. So let's dissect this using the matrix. Is this important? Uh, maybe it is, maybe it's not. It's not important to my kids. So if they're making a decision, maybe they would make a different decision. But it's important to Clint. He just said, man, this is, this is, I'm not okay with the conditions up there. So it's important to him. It's not urgent. If we had company coming, maybe it'd be urgent. Maybe we'd feel the urgency of like, oh, do we want people to see we live like this? I mean, you know, whatever. It's not urgent. Cleaning is never going to be urgent, really. I, I, not for us. And so, but it does matter to us. Like we're making these decisions. So it's important to us. So what do we do? We're going to schedule it. Instead of just saying, oh, let's just react in this moment, clean it with no real plan for it. Let's schedule a time that we're checking in with the kids and saying this needs to be done. We're not doing it, but it matters that it gets done. And so it would make sense that we say, this is the time. I'm not even talking about a habit, although we did discuss that we needed to probably build a habit of checking in with the kids and being, you know, checking in, making sure that space was livable. And so that's what we decided to do with that. But even if it was a one-off thing that we would say, and let's assume we had a really busy day, we're about to run, we don't have time to clean, but we want to make sure that that's, we're going to deal with that. Then we would schedule that at nine o'clock tonight. We're going to take a look at that with the kids and plan to deal with it. I was doing this with one of my clients. We were just using this tool. And so something like buying someone a birthday gift. Okay. How do I normally deal with this? Uh, right before I'm supposed to go to this party, I am trying to stop off and buy a gift card. If I want to be more intentional about my time, 
maybe have a more thoughtful gift than my gift card or not be late to the party, I'm going to schedule this. I'm going to say, okay, this party's coming up on Saturday. All right, right after work, I'm going to stop off and, and do this thing. Obviously, you're not going to schedule every moment, everything, but when you're looking at your time and things that fall in this category, if you don't want them to fall through the cracks, if you don't want them to turn into something that's really urgent and jamming up your day, it makes sense to make a plan for them happening. So that's how you deal with things in that box of not urgent, but still important is you plan them. Now let's take a look at things that are urgent, but not important. What things would fall into this category? That depends on the person. There's some things that have to get done. Like you need to eat. You need to eat food. It's time specific. You need a certain amount for energy in your day. But for some people, they don't really care what they're going to eat. They don't really care that they're repeating the same meal. The details there don't matter. So it makes sense in that category of things that this has to happen, but it's not personally important to me. The details here, I'm going to simplify. Now, simplify could mean I slide it off my plate. I delegate that to somebody else. When you have your own business, very often the beginning stages of your business, you do all the things. You don't make enough money to be delegating and paying people to do the things that aren't personally important to you. But as you grow in a business, it makes sense to start paying someone to do those some things, delegating those things to someone else so your energy is freed up for the aspect of your business that's kind of your genius that you love to do that grows your business. You can't do all of these things yourself. Maybe in the category of food and nutrition. I work with some people who just don't really care a lot about the details of food, but there's some urgency, right? It's not important to them, the details of their food. There is some urgency. It's time specific each day that you need some amount of fuel and operating energy. So there's time specific elements to that, to food. So maybe they, they are going to go very simple. They're going to repeat meals. They're going to eat basic things. They're not going to have a lot of complexity here, but but it's still going to happen. And that's going to be the way that they approach uh, this box by simplifying it here. So when you're approaching this category of things, you're thinking, how can I delegate, simplify, decrease this personal demand? So this is still met. This is still met in a time-specific way, but it's not taking as much out of me. Um, the last category is things that are not urgent, not important. I've often seen when people do this Eisenhower matrix that they put things like, don't do these, avoid these, stop these. Um, we got to live our lives. And that means there are times you're going to be doing things that are not urgent and not important. And you don't need to feel ashamed about it or like you failed the day because you did something that was not urgent and not important. My suggestion for these things is that you do them intentionally. You choose when you do them. You do them with awareness. There's a real difference to me when I am doing something that's not urgent, not important, and I'm doing it to avoid something. I'm doing it to jump off an emotion. I'm doing it because something is complicated in my day. That is very different than when I say, I need a break. I need to rest, I need to decompress, and I choose to do something that's not urgent and not important. So the thing that I would actually suggest in this category is that you just get curious with yourself when you find yourself doing this thing. So whether you're scrolling on your phone, whatever it is that you're doing that just doesn't really fall into this is an urgent or a priority for me personally, be curious about what's behind it and then make a decision. If you're, this is something that you need right now, you're going to do this, or hey, this is not really how I want to be spending this time. Because a lot of times if you're doing something that's not urgent, not important, and it's to jump off of an emotion, if it's because something is complicated in your day, it's because you don't know what to do next, you're not actually enjoying that that activity. It's an avoiding activity. So when you do things like that, you're not actually getting the break that they might 
offer you if you were doing them because you were deciding to do them. So approach those things with curiosity and decide how you want to spend your time if you find yourself doing something that's not urgent, not important, and not really how you plan to spend your time. Like the other day, I hit a wall. I was exhausted. I had worked really hard and it was the middle of the day and I found myself drained and just needed to do something that was not urgent, not important. I watched Ted Lasso in the middle of the day. It was lovely. It was a great rest and it was funny and it was refreshing and it was a decision. I wanted to do that and I'm a grown adult. I can do that. I can watch Ted Lasso in the middle of the day and I was glad I did. Prioritization it's tricky, but we can get better at this. This can be easier for us. Oftentimes, something that's hard for us, if we just get a method, a system of kind of breaking it down, you do two things. You support yourself to break it down in the moment, but that whole process, you build a skill. Like this is a skill. Yeah, we might have to break it down in an instructional way, in an intentional way where somebody else is just going to come out of the gates having that skill. Well, Congratulations to them. But for us, there's hope in this. Like we have the ability to strengthen these skills and doing kind of approaches like this can help you strengthen that skill and make that easier to apply in your day-to-day life. So wrapping up, that's all for today on our episode about prioritization and using the Eisenhower Matrix to do that as a tool to do that. Thank you so much for joining me. The Eisenhower Matrix link that I told you about will go to my website. You do not need to be a member of my website to access that. But if you do want to be a member of my website, that is the way to get lots of the offers, free trainings and things that I put out there. So go ahead while you're over there and join my mailing list. And you will be the first to know when I have group coaching programs, trainings, that kind of thing. My group coaching program registration has closed, but I do have a waiting list for the groups that are opening up in the fall. And if you think you might be interested in joining us at that point, go ahead and put your name on the waiting list. You're not obligated with that, but I will send you first when those programs open up. And if you're interested, you can get more information about it then. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining me and I'll see you next week.